Hello, I am Michael. I'm a podcaster. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm an investor. I'm an improv artist and soon to be a very, very bad stand-up comedian. I am also super neurotic, and that's something I say every time. But I'm also a TV host and your host for right now, what we call the Second Scene Podcast. It is a Dweebs Global production, dweebsglobal.org. It's where you can go for free mentorship help, anything from resume writing to mental health. They have uh, mentors around the world, every language, every country. It's completely confidential and it's completely free. That's why we do the podcast. That is dweebsglobal.org. And please hit the like and subscribe or any other button you have below you. I'm here today with Anthony and Stacy Locascio. They are world-renowned tap dance teachers and performers, having taught and performed around the world with well-known groups such as Tap, tap Dogs. After encountering career-jeopardizing health issues, they became authors. Their handbook, Food as a Prescription has been seen on NBC, CBS, Fox, and a plethora of other outlets. So please welcome Anthony and Stacy. Hello. Hello. How are you today? I am good. Thank you for being here with me. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having us. Yeah. So I was telling you before that I have uh, like a plethora of other outlets. I have a plethora of stomach problems. Mm. I have, yes, I have many uh, sensitivities to foods that I am still trying to figure out to this day. So I am looking forward to getting into the nitty-gritty bits of that sure i mean well i mean obviously i'd, I'd want to know like how did you find out what do you what have you done for it and do you have a favorite test that you've taken that's easy to help you maintain what's going on with your body because it wasn't until i found that that my whole situation went to a whole nother level oh let's jump right into that i know <laughs> We'll come back around uh, to, to, to figuring out who you guys are. I want to talk about your tap dancing and how you met, but oh, I, you know, you already got me going. Um, <laughs> so I know I took uh, my, my, my memory of it and my knowledge of it's a little rough, but I took like an IgG, IgE food sensitivity test. Is that what you're referring to? Well, that's, that's what the you test did? you yeah. did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it was like almost we planned that answer, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, you know, we took we took different tests than the normal test because we had different we took a different avenue than people normally take when they find these things out. My avenue took me through my chiropractor, who's also a nutritionist. So I came from it from that angle, and the test I wound up with was uh, a nutrition response test, and I love that test. There's no poking, there's no prodding. It's all about holding these vials that have um, like these little glass vials that have the thing in it, like a gluten. Um, a form of gluten, a form of soy, a form of corn, and you hold the vial and the doctor tests that vial against your energy and how well or how your str how strong your body is or weak is when you hold that vial. And then he'll tell you, when you have these things in your body, your body's weaker. When you have these things in your body, your body's stronger. And that's how you find out what supplements to take and what foods to eliminate to have this combination of a crazy awesome health experience. So I'm very science oriented. So uh -huh. is there something definitive that he could see happen to you or test on you while you were holding this? Or was it just energy? Energy always it's gets kind of. It's, it's a weakness. It's a weakness. So your body right. goes weak so in response to uh, pressure. pressure. Yeah. So okay. put pressure onto a, on, you want to match his pressure. So if you could match his pressure, your body is strong. But if you can't match his pressure, Whatever you're holding is weakening your body. Okay. What's the, okay. is there a name to this test? Nutrition response testing. Nutrition response testing. I'm going to write yes. that one down. Nutrition response testing. Oddly enough, 
I will tell you this particular test tells me that I could consume wheat, just not the chemicals that they spray on our wheat in this country. Is, is that a reason why I can go to Spain and eat whatever I want? And a lot of times, com- yes. yes. They that, don't use those things in Europe. That that's keeps coming up. And um, I don't like to make claims that I haven't yeah. personally experienced yet. Mm-hmm. But when that boy, test oh came boy. back like that for me, I felt like it was sort of, um, yes, you're kind of right. Yeah, and, <laughs> and boy, oh boy, do I keep hearing that story more and more often and you know and seeing people write that story and actually reading it from other mm-hmm. human beings now are they telling the truth are they not telling the truth what would make them lie what would you know what's their experience you, you, you can never confirm that but when you see it you kind of make a mental well, note when you and, have a personal you know, experience yeah. yeah i can tell you from my personal experience and my wife's personal experience when we go there they serve bread at every meal we don't get bloated mm-hmm. we don't feel heavy and nasty yeah. There's no, like, it, it is no doubt a huge difference than, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. yeah They treat their food differently. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and their wine. <laughs> I could drink wine there and feel fine too. It's, there's something yeah, we can't have, I can't have wine anymore. I can no. have other things though. I can have you know, top shelf liquors as long as I don't go crazy. And, you know, I'm not telling everyone to go out and get drunk. Right. But, you know, it's also nice people like, well, that means I have to give up drinking. I'm like, no, you have to give up drinking. Just drink a little bit more moderately or just pay attention to what you're doing and what you're putting in you. But anyway, so um, how, was, how was that test? Did you have shots all lined up? And he was like, <laughs> yeah, that's what you do. You, you go out with the doctor that day and you just take a shot of everything and you see how, no, I'm, kidding. I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. But anyway, please go, please go on with your questions. <laughs> okay. So um, I, I don't know. I'm dying to look up that test. Have, have you gone through the IgG, IgE test? Do you know what those are? Have you? I went through different tests when I was younger. They're poking my arm and all this other stuff. And I don't remember the names of them because they were a while ago. Right. I remember the thing that worked and actually I saw results with. Now, but Stacey, she'll probably answer that question different than me. I've had multiple allergy tests. Um, the first one that really was something definitive like that for me was called an EAV screening. Now, you say you're science based, it did have it did involve a computer. (laughs) (laughs) But it there was a metal node that I had in one hand, and they were tied to the computer. And there was another metal node and she would touch different meridian points on your other hand, for different foods, different environmental things. You know, after we did that test, the computer spat out what macronutrients, how many macronutrients of each thing I should have per day, what vitamins I was deficient in, and the foods and other environmental factors that I was sensitive to. And it had a range of severe to moderate to not. And um, a friend of mine looked at my results Thankfully, she's a data analyst, so it was very easy for her. Um, and she said, well, it looks like you can have what your ancestors had. Right? So my ancestors are from Northern Europe. <laughs> so I couldn't have a lot of tropical fruits and a lot of things that weren't native to where my ancestors are from. And that was that was kind of a light bulb moment. Since then, I've also had the nutrition response test and I've had um, this the skin testing, which I believe is the same as what you're talking about, the IgG, IgE. I think I have an IgA issue. 
Um, the first test also told me that I have the MTHFR gene mutation. So I don't methylate my B12. So I have to take a methylated version of B12 in what order for my mean? body to be able to absorb it. So when your body absorbs nutrients and vitamins, it goes through a process. And in order to absorb B12, your body needs to go through a process called methylation. And I have a gene mutation that directs my body not to methylate. So I have to take the already methylated version of B12 in order for my body to absorb it because it doesn't do the methylation process. Got you. Got you. Do you get blood tests to check the vitamin levels before and after? Um, not necessarily. Yeah. They check other levels, hormone levels and things. I have Hashimoto's. Mm -hmm. So we monitor that with blood tests and I'm in my early 40s. So it's that time of <laughs> lots of hormonal changes. Um, so we monitor that as well. Um, yeah. So okay. some stuff through blood, some through energy, some, th you know, it's kind of a, a compilation. I see um, a functional medicine doctor. I have had fairly bad experiences with Western medicine doctors um, over the course of the, of my health. Right. So, yeah. I, I mean, the stomach microbiome is still so, it, it's so raw. People don't understand it at all. If you go to an allergy doctor, they, you know, they taped food to my back one day and like one thing came up as kind of maybe, but they, they'll tell you, you don't really have a food sensitivity. There's nothing mm -hmm. wrong with you. It's your imagination. Yeah, they will. If they, yeah. if they can't find an allergy. So um, mm -hmm. I totally get that. Um, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's constant exploration to figure out what works for you and what yeah. doesn't. That goes along the lines of something that comes up a lot for us is you got to be an advocate for yourself and mm -hmm. kind of just, you know, know what's working, what's not working, pay attention to your body and, you know, do a little bit, go dig a little bit deeper and, you know, just see how you, what, what works for other people and then consider, Hey, I'm, maybe that, maybe I want to try that thing or maybe I want to try that thing. I'm a research junkie. <laughs> <laughs> so when this all first started for me, I dove into doing all the research I could possibly do. And this was about 10 to 12 years ago. So there wasn't a whole lot out there. There was a lot. Mm -hmm. It's more now. So if you're into doing research and you want to really find out what's happening to you, I would suggest do the research. Yeah, it's amazing how we how growing up even like the focus wasn't always nutrition first, like because whatever you're putting into you is what you're going to be made up of. And that's what the but that was never in, it like instilled in, in. Yeah. But we know, you know, a lot of us know different now. Uh, well, we were taught the food pyramid and yeah. then they came out and said it's completely upside down. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. So, so, you know, so like now, now like, <laughs> and, and it's true. I'm like, I'm just thinking about like, wow, how fast it became like, like, wow, 25 years. Tw mm -hmm. It took me 20 years to get an answer. No, like, it's amazing that the little tweaks that make that make such such the big differences, you know, I, mm -hmm. like I thought about just moving to Europe because I'm like, I feel so much better there. Like I feel yeah. so much healthier. Just uh, what what have you see? We we definitely notice a difference in not to ask this question, but it, and along the lines of this, we definitely notice a question, a, a difference <laughs> in the food when we leave densely populated areas than when we are living in densely populated areas. Every summer we go out and about driving around on the summer tap toe. We have one more left next year, right? But, mm -hmm. um, 
you know, when we get into areas that are farming and stuff like that, or certain places in the country, I don't know. I feel like the food is better and the options you have is better. It's, it seems like it costs more money to get the good products in the first place made and then to travel them into the densely populated areas with the traffic and the time it takes and the, you know, and all those extra costs and the tolls and stuff like that. It's like, we'll just put them in the air. Other So it's, it's, I've seen a vast difference in what products we can or can't get available in this country, in America, Mm -hmm. depending on where I am in America at the time. Huh. Interesting. I wonder if they put more preservatives or chemicals in them when they have to go into cities where they're being stored differently. I, you I, know, I, I don't, I don't know what the, uh, how that works, but I, I can, I've been doing this for at least 10 or so years. And I can tell you that the products have a, they have a cycle. They come out, they have no crazy things in them. Oh. <laughs> they get really popular. <laughs> And within a year or two, they have to start increasing their shelf life. So they have to start putting questionable items in them, or they have to take their standards down just a little bit because they need to mass produce it a little bit more. And they can't mass produce it with these particular ingredients, but they can produce it with these particular ingredients. Yeah, or it changes hands and someone the new owner isn't quite as careful or doesn't care as much because it doesn't affect them as it did the original owners. And then I've gone through so many products (laughs) over the course where I'm like, oh my God, yes. Boom, boom, boom. A year later, oh no, can't have that anymore. Um, So read everything, read everything. It's, it takes and you have to stay consistent with reading, even on things that you already use, already use yeah, like all the time, the products you buy. Um, because it does change. And watch like a, a good key is like when they change their packaging. Uh-huh. That's when I would take a look at it again. I mean, take a look at it anytime. But that's right. a, that's a huge indicator of oh, they're growing. Maybe they're not as conscious about the ingredients <laughs> that they put into it anymore. I, I took out gluten and dairy. When mm-hmm. I started, I lost about 30 pounds, 35 pounds in a couple of months. And it was the it. first time that I was not internally bleeding every day of my life. <laughs> okay. I, I'm like, Mike, something changed drastically. So I was like, and that was Stacy's idea. I was like, you're onto something. And then that's when my chiropractor, who's also my nutritionist, who wrote the forward in our handbook, mm-hmm. um, Dr. Rob, Dr. Rob, shout out Dr. Rob. Um, he, he said, let's, let's give you this test. And I took the test and I traded tap dance lessons for the test. I gave him private <laughs> tap, right? Okay, so there's, so there's the second seat. See, I'm paying attention. Uh-huh. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, and I discovered that dairy, uh, I could actually put dairy back in, which I just have a little bit of Italian cheeses. I don't go crazy and I don't drink regular milk, um, but I could, I had, to, had avoid, to I had to remove, remove gluten, corn, and soy. And once I removed gluten, corn, and soy, and minimize my dairy, then I really saw huge changes. Gotcha. And we should gotcha. all check those things with our doctor. Mm-hmm. Like have these conversations with your doctor. Just because these conversations come up on podcasts, it doesn't mean that's the answer for one particular person. Or it may be the answer for someone and the right thing to do is talk to your doctor about it and they could determine and help you determine if that's true or not. 
Someone recently said to me, you, you know, you're not, you're a tap dancer. You're not an expert in, you know, you're making claims like a doctor. I said, I'm not trying to make claims like a doctor. I'm trying to tell mm -hmm. people what happened to me so yeah. that if something similar is happening to them, maybe some light goes off in them that makes them say, oh, this, and then it changes the course of their life. So, you know, unless we talk to each other and hear these stories, you know, people that, that can't happen. So, you know, it's, this is a good thing. This is a really good thing. I just like to be clear. Yeah. It's a, you know, like I was saying before, the microbiome is, is such a new field and right. we're all kind of experimenting yeah. on it together and trying to figure it out. Um, and that's that bacteria thing. Yeah. We saw a crazy movie. Um, <laughs> I think it was on um, something, something prime. I don't remember the name of it. Something like that, like a streaming. It's pretty much that one. And it was about how our gut is our first brain. Mm -hmm. because if if our gut wants to control things that we do it'll send messages to our brain to change what happens in our body to send us signals to meet the needs of our gut right mm -hmm. and when things started becoming you know alive on the planet the first thing that they were were a system of they were a gut they Take bacteria. In, they were bacteria. Take the food in, put the food out. And then now that you have that part working, all the parts built around it. So it's a really interesting thing. And it's very, you know, important to talk about and to consider from that perspective, because it changes your whole perspective. Yeah, no, I mean, they've really shown that uh, people with, with chronic depression often have um, a lot of stomach problems. Um, mm -hmm. they're not always sure which one comes first, yeah. <laughs> but they're definitely heavily related. Uh, and definitely when, uh, you eat, you can, you can completely notice a change in your mood or your mind's fitness. It's yeah. I, you know, on that topic, the very first experience I had with changing food to change my life was, um, I was on a lot of prescription medicine at one point for depression um bipolar hd ahd whatever ADHD. they whatever yeah if that's even what it is who knows mm -hmm. but i did the thing and not that i'm not willing to accept that it's just that we we we, wor we worry too much about labeling things and not enough on finding out what's causing it and fixing that mm -hmm. instead of putting band-aids on things so they had a band-aid on me they had prescription medicine on me as a band-aid right and right. then i i took a couple of other natural um um methods or ways of of, of managing that because the medicine was harming me and hurting my career and making side my heart. Effects, yeah. yeah, the side effects were really negatively affecting me and I couldn't <laughs> do it anymore. And one of the things I did was I took high fructose corn syrup out of my diet. And wow, first of all, what a change I noticed in me and my, I'm still like, Yahoo, like even now I'm like all full energy, but man, it was, it was, I was, I was fine. I was doing those manic and then depressed manic, right? But when I took the high fructose corn syrup out, that changed. So that was a very significant thing that I noticed with, with food and just that one thing. And I also noticed how many things it's in. Like, it wasn't like, oh, I had this one thing today and then high fructose <laughs> corn syrup was in it. It was every single thing I put in me today had high fructose corn syrup. <laughs> so yeah. even cough medicine, like, why are you putting that in cough medicine? Why is that in a cough drop? To make it palatable. Yeah, so it's it, taking that out was a big difference. <laughs> I, I agree with you. You made, you made me think about that story when you, when you mentioned mm -hmm. that. Oh yeah, it's wild. Once you once you start finding the things that affect you, how it can be very difficult to start to start the avoidance uh, uh, journey because you really have to change a lot of what you do. But there's still a lot of options out there. I mean, so once many. you do start that journey, there are plenty of options and other ways to eat that are just yeah. as enjoyable. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, but that's one of the first things that we tell people to do yeah. is 
okay, you went, you had your test and they tell you what you can't have, right? And then it's like, well, okay, what do I do with this? This is great. But now I know that I can't have these things. So it's like a negative thing in your brain. But if you flip it to the other side and you write down all of the things you can have, mm-hmm. A, it becomes a positive thing. B, you have your grocery list at the store. And C, you can start to see a road that you could actually live this every day, all day. Mindset matters. Mindset matters. It does. I think uh, most doctors that are now getting on board, the first thing they'll tell you to do is they'll tell you to do the elimination diet, which I think is just such hard thing to so ask hard. somebody to do that yeah. it's it's a mental exercise is really what it is but you're going from eating everything <laughs> to eating nothing and you're 99 percent of the people are going to fail like you, it, it can't uh, if it. they go into it with that with that mindset i mean but you know i mean not not to sound like i'm plugging the mm-hmm. book but that was the whole idea behind the handbook was because when well it was part of the idea it's like you know, why do you do something like this? Mm-hmm. One, because we saw a lot of people freaking out online during COVID in Facebook groups that oh, I was just told I have to go this diet. And I don't know what to do. What do I do? So the doctor tells you what to do, but they don't give you a, a roadmap. That happen, right. right? <laughs> so I was really lucky. My wife, Stacy, went through the process years before me. So I basically had the handbook walking around <laughs> with me and telling me how to do this. If a doctor tells you elimination diet, maybe you see another doctor. Right. It's just such a, it's so hard just to go to, it's, you're going a hundred miles an hour. You know, you're, you're changing well, gears so drastically that I feel like there's an in-between step that could be better. Like you said, the nutrition response testing, it's not a, okay, you can only eat potatoes for a week. It's no, just right. cut these things out, not cut right. 90% of your diet out. Like, yeah. And, and, and you're all alone. You feel like you're all alone. Hey, you have to go do these things. Okay. How the hell do I do it? You know? So yeah, it, it, it makes a difference when you have something guiding you mm-hmm. or giving you insight so that you don't feel you're alone. Right. And then you'll have a different mindset. That is your in-between. What's in between being told not to do something and having to do it? The way, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. So there's your in-between is the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you're giving them, you're giving them realistic guidance and not... <sighs> yeah an impossible well a way to find their own road right right it's not about following our road it's about finding your own and following that path and the side effects are typically you know your skin gets better you're not tired all the time yeah your joints don't ache you know those are the side effects so you know that's that's how i know i've cheated is when my yeah. my wife asked for a massage and I can't make it through more than five minutes. I uh-huh. like, my hands just I can't I can't yeah. do it. Yeah, because it's the not it's not really cheating. You're doing yourself. It's not cheating anymore. It's doing yourself an injustice day. There you go. Setback. It's a setback day, right? Right. So like that. That's again we talk about mindset with a lot of people. Listen, when you're a dancer or when you're an entertainer, you have to have a certain mindset, and that mindset is you will prevail mm-hmm. against all odds. The show must go on. So when you bring that into the rest of your life and you approach other things in life from that point of view, it changes your experience. So that's one of the things that's really important, Michael. You got to have that, you know, that mindset. Anybody out there that's thinking about, you know, what are you going to do for yourself? You got to have that mindset. Yeah. That yeah mindset it's hard when positive. You could you can do it. I'm going to use Anthony as an example. As an Italian American, he was told he couldn't have gluten, 
tomatoes. Right. <laughs> it's your life. But he could put dairy back in. No, so that a- was like a saving grace. However, the the part about wrapping your mind around eliminating, quote unquote, certain foods or certain things from your diet or environment is if you think about them like they're poison, <laughs> you wouldn't put them in you or put them around you. Right. So that's what shifted for me personally is I went, wow, if I have these things, I feel like this. I don't want to feel like this. So I'm not going to have those things. I, 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 ha- <laughs> I have to say, you say it's your life. Yes, it well, it's a part of my life. It mm-hmm. was my life. I don't want to replace things in my life that I already love. It's going to be hard for me to just go get lasagna. However, <laughs> I came up with a new recipe for this. We have this, oh, we make this awesome butternut squash soup, right? <laughs> so I make, I make uh, lasagna with butternut squash soup, sage, gluten-free lasagna, mm-hmm. gluten-free, soy-free, corn-free lasagna yeah. mm-hmm. with ricotta cheese and sausage and sage and butternut squash soup. And it's freaking sick. And it's not... <laughs> making my mother's lasagna. But when I have that itch for lasagna and I make that, I'm satisfied, I'm happy. It, it scratches the itch and I don't expect it to be my mother's lasagna, right? That's so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you wanna find new things to love in life. My old life, when you say it's your life, didn't involve dill, but I didn't realize I like dill pickles and she loves dill. And I started using dill as a, as a seasoning. And I'm like, wow, I freaking love dill. So you, there's a whole new life out there, like at 40 something years old, I got to, you know, I, I had to change some things, but I got to add all this new yeah. stuff to my palate. It was, it was, and still is awesome. And here's the thing, I'm Italian. It's gotta be delicious. So <laughs> it's easy when, if you think, if you think that, you know, listen, if you think that you can't do it, you're right. But if you think that you can do it, you're right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Gotcha. So I thought that I could do it. and. <laughs> And we did it like she had a whole different experience with food because she didn't have anyone loving food the way I love food and being in the diet with her. And then when we get when we were in the same space, man, we just went to a whole nother level of food. We're working on opening up a bakery. Oh, because, how cool. Yeah, because we've driven around the country and we found a couple of good ones and the good ones that are dedicated are great, like mm-hmm. dedicated to what they do. But, you know, there's if there's not enough out there. There's so many people like us and like yourself that, you know, we just want delicious food. So I love to go out to eat. How oh, do you yeah. manage that? Like, I love to go out to eat. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. We have several ways to manage that. Anybody who's dealing with this, the same questions keep coming up again and again and again and again that we dedicated a chapter in the handbook to this exact thing. Perfect. We talk about, you know, if you want to go out to eat, there's an app you can use just called eating outside um, of your house. eating outside of your home, right? So how to do it if you're going on a long vacation, if you want to go to a restaurant, we help you cultivate your list or, or you can get your list of questions you need to <laughs> ask them. Call at a time when they're not busy. So you're not, you know, taking up someone's time when a lot of crazy things are going on. Like you got to be considerate of what you're going through as well. Okay. We made little business cards that have our food allergies on them. We call it a food card, hashtag food <laughs> card, right? Um, and we carry these food cards around. So if we need to convey our allergies or sensitivities, anyone anyway, we'll just hand them the card right away, whether that's a server, or if we need to email it ahead to a family or friend that's having a party or a wedding, we carry a food bag, hashtag food bag, everywhere we go, right? Yeah. So it's not just, can I go out to eat? It's, 
Yes, you could go out to eat. And if you take these steps, you could do it very successfully. And even when something doesn't go according to plan, you have a contingency plan. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's a great idea. I'm going to go out and make myself a card immediately. On our website, there's on the affiliates page, there's a link to see how we did the card. So if you want an example, there's something out there to look at. Okay, what is the website? I'm going to ask you right now because I don't have it written down. Oh. Foodasaprescription.com. Title of our book. Yeah. <laughs> it falls under the Local Foods Inc. umbrella. So, you know, under that, we're going to have the first book, which is helping people with food allergy, you know, food diets. And then the second book is working on coming up is the cookbook. All we do is delicious. And then the baked goods from the cookbook and some other ancillary items are going to move into the bakery that we're looking to open in the next two and a half, you know, two or three years, because we got to transition down to Florida and finish the cookbook. But that's that's the end game is get down there and have a bakery and take some of the things from there and, you know, put them into the bakery. OK, what part of Florida are you moving into? Uh, we're really liking the from uh, Palm Harbor down to Venice. OK that West coast kind of area. We have a lot of friends down there and I lived in California for a long time, Northern California. Mm -hmm. And I loved it there and I love the weather. And I grew up in New York and I love everything New York has given me and taught me, but leaving New York to be on tour and exploring the world and then living in somewhere else. I just really enjoyed that. And, you know, I, it's time to go be somewhere else again. And I want to be with the sunshine and people I know. I understand. So, I, I lived in New York city for 12 years myself and, yeah, uh, needed needed more trees and <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just I like that. I don't need to run a rat race anymore. I don't want to pay a, a bridge for a toll to go visit my friends. You know, <laughs> you know, I get it. Fine, you want to live in this. It's sure it's great here, but I, I got to experience here. Yeah, I want to go experience other things too. What about oh, yeah. you? Where are you from? Where am I from? Yeah, Kansas City. Kansas City. I, I lived know. in Chicago for fourteen years. I also <laughs> toured for four years. So okay, I only have one state left. Where did you two meet? <laughs> Online in a dance group called that's now defunct called Dance Teachers Network. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's how we met. And we met in person a couple of months later in Wisconsin in, you know, dancing because we're both teachers, you know, the whole thing. Uh, and then we stayed in touch. She moved to New York. And then at some point we became co-inhabitors and then made it official. <laughs> That works. That works. Yeah. So, so your first scene, your your teachers yeah. and dancers. So you travel around. You're traveling around. Is that performances or for teaching or? Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. We do it. We do it all. Like I got to be one of like the best. I'm famous in my circle. It's really cool. I'm internationally famous in my circle. It's kind of awesome. So I get to teach. I get to perform. I get to produce, which has turned out to be my favorite. One of my favorite things to do. I get to direct. I get to f discover new talent, cult you know, curate talent, I, well, the whole thing. Nonprofit organization for tap dance, expose people to tap dancing. I typically wouldn't get to do it. Stacy, I my favorite thing that I like to tell everyone, she was part of Sesame Street Live. So she got to be part <laughs> of kind of every kid's life and part of the thing that is part of every kid's life. So right. she had a little bit of a different experience, but we get to run the gamut. <laughs> That's cool. Like, no comments about uh, Sesame you Street. Said it. Yeah. You got to tell everyone what it's like to meet uh, Big Bird and if Snuffleupagus was really an imaginary. Snuffy's awesome. Snuffy's <laughs> awesome. And so is Big Bird. Big Bird is fantastic. I love Big Bird. <laughs> so you've gotten to, so you got to, you've, you've been able to keep dancing. And I guess that, that must have been really yes. hard when you were first going through um, stomach issues and. And joint. Like, so a lot of mine came out 
as joint inflammation. Um, So there was a point where I was really considering not doing it anymore, not teaching, not choreographing, not performing, none of it, um, because it just hurt too much. And I was like, you know what? I had a quote unquote day job, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) And I was, well, I mean, this pays the bills, so maybe I'll just do that for the rest of my life. And one of my theater buddies knew the woman who did the EAV screening, and she said, this is who you should go see. And that's sort of what changed it for me and why I stuck around in in the field um, was because of that. Okay. Right. I think I think often people have, you know, they, they get the joint pain and they're diagnosed with arthritis or arthritis something. or yeah. I'm getting the other ones right now. And, and uh, I'm sure 80% of the time, that's not what it is. It's well, even when it is what it is, mm-hmm. if you take out things that are inflammatory, yeah, mm-hmm. it will help that thing, right? Sometimes more than a prescription drug or something that's a band aid because that's fighting, you know, it's, it's fighting against what's really going on. Mm-hmm. But when you get it at the root, it could, it just, it helps so much. And you don't have the same side effects. The side effects of the food, again, are less inflammation. The side effects of a prescription drug could be, you know, tired, death. weight loss, death, coma, <laughs> loss of face, you know, whatever they come up with next. Well, this has been great. I really, really appreciate this. So uh, I'm, I've learned a lot. I am going to look up the nutrition response testing immediately and see where I can find it. Yeah. Um, and then everyone out there, foodasaprescription.com. That's the name of the book. That's the website. Please check it out. We will post links to it uh, underneath the videos, underneath the podcasts. And um, thank you again for being here today. Yeah, yeah no thank worries. you for having us. Yeah, and for doing, doing this so that people could hear these conversations and connect and you know, discover things about themselves. Thank you. And no doubt. I'm sure we've, we've helped up someone today. Somebody had to have related to what we were, what we were talking about. So absolutely. <laughs> no doubt. So, and again, everyone out there, this has been a dweebs global production. That's dweebsglobal.org. That's why we do the podcast. They get free mentorship help, anything from resume writing to mental health and it's confidential, completely free, 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 free. So hit like, hit subscribe. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs>